Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze and interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. This is Aaron. That's Ange. Hi. That's Char. Hello. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com and you can sign up for our monthly e-news. For behind the scenes videos and two minute clips of our interviews, head to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You can also find us every Monday morning from 6 to 6.30 at bff.fm. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We've got the co-directors of the film coming out on August 14th on Apple TV+, Plus, Jesse Moss and Amanda McBain of Boy State. Um, really important and topical film. Who knew that there was a Boy State ever? Uh, uh, every year, it sounds like, in uh, Texas and I think other states. So um, Ange and I got to discuss some of the film with the filmmakers. And Ange and I will talk more about the film on the other side of this interview. Thank you so much for your time, the both of you. And uh, well, I think we're all neighbors, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Together um, apart. <laughs> yeah, together apart. Correct. Um, if you want to, really quickly, if you can give a synopsis of your film for our listeners. We're co-directors of the documentary Boy State. Uh, it's about a program of the American Legion where young people get together uh, for a week in the summer and build a government from the ground up. And we were drawn to the program in Texas, which brings together a thousand teenage boys. That's a lot of boys. Um, and they run for office. They have a legislature. They engage in dirty tricks. It's kind of a wild and crazy experiment in democracy. And that's why we wanted to make a film about it. I guess I'll ask because Ange and I have talked um, in depth about this film um, and we're happy to know about a girl state as well. So how did you both land on this specific story, especially in Texas? Right. So in 2017, um, both Jesse and I were kind of still trying to make sense of um, the 2016 election results and really chewing on, you know, how the country had come to this place of deep division. And um, we read a uh, article in the Washington Post um, about the 2017 Texas Boys legislature voting to secede from the union. Um, which was both funny, but also super serious <laughs> in the sense that was this a reflection of something bigger than that, that, that we were all feeling and um, wondering what the heck um, they were going to do the following year. I mean, if they succeeded in 2017, what would happen, um, you know, in 2018? And so... Um, we were also, frankly, interested. Neither of us knew about the program, by the way. I didn't go to Girl State. Jesse didn't go to Boy State. So that was also a little bit news to us. Like, oh, there's this space where um, they bring together kids from very different political points of view, put them in a room, have them talk politics face to face. There are so few spaces like that. That's very rare. So we were interested in being in that space. And I think Texas, because, and well, because of this article, but also is Texas is interesting politically. It's, um, uh, you know, it's, 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 got, it's got a lot of red, but it's also got um, a big amount of blue and a growing amount of blue. And I think that mm -hmm. purpleness uh, really was a place that we wanted to, to visit. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. Did you talk to the people at the American Legion um, as to why they separate boys and girls? 
uh, because I, I, I think maybe it's because of raging hormones. It would just get too complicated. <laughs> but, you know, if you really want them to talk and have conversations, you know, wouldn't it be beneficial to have them together? I think it, I think it, we think it would. Um, and as Stephen Garza points out in the film, how about people state? Mm -hmm. seems like a great idea to me. It's kind of mm -hmm. the world we live in. Um, I think that the program is pretty old. It's been around since the 1930s and it's a little bit old fashioned, maybe a lot old fashioned. It's got one foot kind of squarely planted in the 1950s and then one foot squarely planted in the 21st century. And I think that kind of uneasy straddle is sort of how we are as a country too. We're sort of trying to lurch into modernity and um and I think so I think the program is kind of working to be more representative of the politics of Texas of the people of Texas in fact the guys who run the program now who are really cool very progressive in some cases and trying to work hard to ensure that diversity they told us if a girl applied to Boy State that they would let her in so I think um maybe the future is a people state um the sequel, yeah <laughs> until we get to that place I think we're gonna have to make Girl State, that's um, our sibling, we call it, of this film. Uh, we do want to make that film. We're actually talking to, to the Legion about it, and um, hopefully Apple would support that. And um, can you, too, talk about the production of this film in terms of how did you land on the stories of Robert, Ben, Stephen, and Renee? Because, um, I mean, it makes for a great film, but you have a thousand boys there. So how, how did that happen? Um, how did that happen? I mean, it's like... Anytime you make a Verite film, picking the finding, I should say, the people that you're going to follow is always um, probably one of the more important pieces of uh, the directorial, you know, mission. Um, and in this film in particular, the added challenge was we had to find four people um, and we didn't have, we didn't have forever to do it. So. Um, once we got access after a bunch of conversations with the Legion in Texas, um, the leadership there, we then had about three months to crisscross Texas and whittle 1,100 um, people down to four. <laughs> and, you know, there's a lot of impressive people who they invite to that program, but, and, and there's a certain short list of criteria we had, namely, um, we needed them to be diverse politically and also in their background and um, socioeconomic background, all of it. We wanted them to be uh, represent a range of experience, but we also um, needed them to be politically savvy and formidable enough in their beliefs that we thought they might be able to do well once the program got started, because we really did want somebody who might make it, you know, we who might make it to be governor, which is the highest office you can um, win in Boy State. So um, that's all what we knew we needed. And then the other stuff, that kind of special sauce, that kind of like what interests Jesse and Amanda in terms of people who, you know, surprise us and intrigue us enough to really follow them around 24 hours a day. <laughs> that's, that's like irrational, you know, like that, that mm -hmm. took a lot of time going, you know, meeting a lot of people, filming them in their living rooms, you know, seeing what's on their bookshelves, all that stuff. And then within like two seconds, once we did find Robert and once we did find Ben, once we did find Steven, it was very immediate recognition. Oh, there you are. And you know, they've really like not stopped interesting me or us since, you know, they're just complicated, vulnerable. I mean, all the stuff you look for in a film character, frankly, 
and especially a verite, um, a, you know, documentary character. Yeah, I, I do have to admit when I was watching the film, I was like, <laughs> there is no way they just stumbled upon in these kids. It had to be fixed, you know, they had to have known that they were rising stars, but, but really that gut and that intuition that you guys had, I hope you continue to use that power for good because, I mean, you really picked the stars of this film. And, and, and like you said, um, one thing that was very interesting was, was for me, you know, some, some of it's hard to watch, you know, it's a little, mm -hmm. it's a little raw. There's raw mm -hmm. emotion in there that came out for me, but um, I think it was so important for me to watch it because, you know, we're not just one dimensional characters. And uh, I think the problem is once we hear something that we disagree with, we immediately tune it out. But mm -hmm. uh, I, I think that's what's so special about what you guys have put forth is, um, you, we should watch this and we should try to understand because, you know, we're not just one dimensional. So, uh, yeah, your, your intuition on these characters was just spot on and, and, and great job, great job on that because it was really effective for me as somebody that, you know, it's hard to watch some of the, the thoughts and the conversations. Totally. We are so compartmentalized in our lives and increasingly now, um, in, on, on social media, of course, um, mm -hmm. what, what was interesting is to see someone like Robert, um, who we thought was one thing become some somebody else in the course of this week and kind of mm -hmm. come to question himself and his choices and really to see these conflicts within one person was so interesting. Am I, you know, what do I stand for and how do I present myself? And we, I don't think we really fully expected that. We knew Robert was really complicated. Um, but as Amanda said, they really did surprise themselves and us. And I think it's that's such an intense experience that they go through. I mean, we're talking about that kind of crazy chaos of boy state that you see in the movie. And some of it's a little off-putting, like it was a little frightening for both of us initially to step into that space. But fortunately we had these young guys that we really connected with and they sort of took us in and helped to ground us, particularly Steven, who's really the mm. kind of the anchor, emotional anchor politically too, as well as emotionally for our journey and such a wonderful spirit. I mean, they're all really, we don't agree with Ben's politics, but he's a really interesting, complicated he's kid. And mm -hmm. yeah, he's complicated. <laughs> yeah. So there's a little bit of that, which you're alluding to is like, you know, you have to suspend a little bit of judgment and kind of come with a more open heart. And it doesn't mean you have to come away liking, but maybe respecting or at least honoring the complexity of what you see. And that was important to us in presenting the program was to kind of just present it warts and all. Well, mm -hmm. and maybe that one of the ways, you know, that we were buoyed through this also is they are only 17 and there is a certain amount of fluidity to all of them, even the ones that are sort of um, parroting their parents or Fox News or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, they are trying on things. And so mm -hmm. it is a room with that kind of uh, openness. And I think, you know, that was part of our kind of initial intrigue too was like, well, this is, this is a simulation. This is not the real thing. This is the, even though it mirrors the real thing and that's also scary um, in at moments, but it's also inspirational in moments. And I think that's sort of a safe, not a safe space, but it, 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 it was a space we could laugh in, in addition to cry, not just <laughs> cry. Um, so I think that was a, a good thing as well. And, and as you said, Stephen was sort of our North star. And I think, um, you know, having, having his, having him to hold on to through this, for the, for the stormy bits was like, um, was really grounding and, and ultimately very hopeful. A comfort blanket. Yeah. It was yeah. a comfort blanket for <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. So, um, I think, 
what's also interesting about this film is though we went in with all these questions about democracy and polarization and you know how it's affecting the next generation and this that and the other thing I, I hadn't quite anticipated what an extraordinarily special window we had in fact into boyhood um, mm -hmm. until I got there right I'm, I'm a you know it's myself and a couple of our um, fabulous cinematographers are women but generally we were the only women in the room and it was really like a wow moment in terms of um, you know, I'm coming at this with a lot of preconceptions about what I'm going to see. And I have to question those almost immediately because I do see some of that stuff. Um, I expected, I see Lord of the Flies, I see pandemonium, I see chaos, I see testosterone, I see, you know, conversations that make me uncomfortable. But then I also saw, you know, it was a, a kind of an amazing way to check in with boyhood, I should say. Era, in the Me Too era, in the mm. conversations about toxic masculinity, because in fact, we saw this full range of masculinity. And in fact, Stephen's rise mm -hmm. is sort of extraordinarily, I knew he would, because I believe in him and I believe in all of his, I knew he would put out his best self, but I didn't quite realize that the group would respond to him the way that mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. That was really heartening. I mean, on a level that I can't even really put into words. I was just like, wow, you know, he's, he's there, he's gathering the forces and they're really responding to this kind of empathic leadership and this kind of principled um, politics. I mean, all these things that we sort of, I needed to be reminded that that's possible. And that's not really a right or left thing. That's more just like, or a man, woman thing. That's just one of those things I needed to be reminded of. And I was by this film. Sorry, I went off on a tangent. <laughs> It's okay. No, <laughs> it's called the shock. It's fine. Yeah. Thank, no, thank you for bringing that up because I didn't even think about that from your perspective of being the only, one of the only, if not the only woman in the room in this intense situation and, and how that must have felt for you and, and trying to separate yourself from that. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Uh, go ahead. No, I was just on to that point too. Um, you know, the, the constant conversation that kept coming up because it's political uh, was abortion and abortion rights and how frightening that was to hear kids really talk about a woman's right to choose. Um, and, and for you, Amanda, and your cinematographers, and you know, most of you, you all are coming from the Bay Area or you know, California or whatever, how, how was that? And did you ever take any of those boys aside? <laughs> like, let's have, a <laughs> let's have a real conversation. Here's my card. About what, about what you're actually saying. I don't know. Or Jesse, I mean... <laughs> Was well, there ever a moment? I'm interested to hear Jesse answer that question too, but like, I, I do think um, the, the three of the four guys that we followed were pretty uncomfortable about that topic ever being debated in this particular space. Um, and then Robert kind of uses it, he weaponizes it. I mean, you know, it's like, that's like his, that's his fake self out there. Um, when in fact he too was uncomfortable. So it's hard because those were our, that was our immersive experiences going through this with them. And so we were so close to them that I didn't really have time to run over to that side of the room and be like, you, you, and you. <laughs> um, first of all, you know, what do you know about this? What do you, you know, even though I maybe want to, that's also not where our story was. And I, I just not sure how effective that would have been anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was interesting to see how uncomfortable our guys were with that particular piece of this. Like, why are we even debating that when half the people, mm -hmm. like, when this, th this is the one issue we really shouldn't be talking about in at Boy State. 
and you know want to be interesting how they discuss that at girl state like an all girls room mm -hmm. talking about that issue might be more mm -hmm. interesting um oh certainly more interesting i should say um <laughs> so what what do you think i i think it was presented like Robert talks about it as almost a box to check, even though they, they don't have the lived experience to actually really talk about it, nor necessarily the like the moral right to um, to to really I, I thoughtfully wade into that conversation. Um, you, you did hear some from some young people who were clearly coming from a very religious place in their positions, but on the whole, as Amanda said, they really skirted the topic um, other than throwing it out there. Um, and it's like it's, it's um <laughs> it's no surprise in a way that the, the 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 conversation ended up pivoting around guns which probably they all have more direct relationship with or sort of stronger fully worked out feelings that's about right. and um it's an interesting that's an interesting topic obviously it, it comes into play for stephen personally and that he's been active in the march for our lives movement and then it's used against him in that race for governor but what's so interesting about it and, and back to the conversation of um like um, sort of the, the contest of masculine identities that are in flux in this film. There's a, a candidate of empathy and then there's a candidate of sort of militant strength. And, and I think that does reflect our national politics and leadership styles for better and for worse. And I think that guns in a way is a kind of perfect microcosmic issue for that. It is like literally that symbol of like phallic strength and like <laughs> violence. And, and, and I think the way Stephen handles it is really beautiful in, in that, you know, he's, very upfront about his positions. He's also not afraid to show his emotion around the gun issue and that um, he's been affected personally by the Santa Fe high school shooting in right. Texas, which was near him in Houston. And mm -hmm. I think just seeing um, seeing how, they, how, how, how different young men deal with that issue, you know, from like Robert's like, you know, what are, if we're not armed, what are we but insects, you know? And then and <laughs> Stephen is, is, is a very different view. And, 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 and yet in that decisive moment in the film, he's able to kind of, uh, uh, again, bring the boys an to emotional him place about through through, through an em empathic um, openness, um, which is really beautiful. Um, so, I, but I think that this is the final point about about the abortion issue, which is I think in a you know unfortunately in, in a way it does mirror the national politics, and that the, the, those are still decisions that are made by men for women. Mm -hmm. and, and you know, I think <laughs> I don't think we need a film to tell the electorate that i mean i think we all recognize that and um, that's a problem but that but that is still a problem <laughs> right. at both state and it's a problem in our politics yeah i just i think it's it, it just made me reflect a lot on that and and thinking about what's actually happening and seeing these boys have that same conversation whoo <laughs> it was it's rough but it's it's necessary um we are running out of time unfortunately so. i i just wanted really just to thank you for i mean it was a week-long shoot i can't imagine the chaos that went through one week of shooting this film um but i just uh, want to thank you for putting it out there and i think it just uh, a lot of personal growth happened uh, with me and i i just wanted to know if uh your thoughts on after experiencing this um its reflection of our and its reflection of our government and elections like uh, do you hope that there could ever be a government where it's it can be about how do we help people versus how do we win i mean it's really about like th that's why these kids initially want to be in government right but but ultimately it's it's how do we win that that overpowers uh what you're originally there for uh, for myself I'll, I'll just be brief and then jesse may have a different um take but i think stephen really for me was a reminder um that that 
that truly people are hungry for bridge makers and for um, hopefulness, right or left. I really think people do want to feel like they're part of something. And that's not to say that conversations aren't uncomfortable, but, in, and, but the way we get elected, how we get elected, I think um, that when, when it all costs really has consequences that we've seen now where you end up then with a very divided country. And I just, I'm reminded by people like Stephen, as we all need to be <laughs> again and again, that um, they exist. You know, we did not, we did not, I mean, he's, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, and, and, and I think having a, a pup, an activated and politicized younger generation, oh, yeah. um, Gen Z, 17 year olds, we don't need to look far to see people leading the movement of climate, around climate change, around gun violence. These young people, whether we completely agree with them or not, they, they have a stake in, the, you know, these existential problems that are confronting us. The adults have not solved those problems. So giving them the tools and the understanding of the democratic process and, and watching them throw themselves into it is really hopeful and encouraging. You know, I, we don't agree with all other politics, but their level of engagement, um, I think, is a healthy thing. So. Well, thank you so much for your time, Jesse and Amanda. This film is so important, uh, especially right now. And um, we're telling all our friends, and, and we hope it does really well for you, too. Thank you, thank guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you to Amanda and Jesse for their time uh, to talk about their documentary, Boys State. Really important topical film. Uh, if you wondered what teenage boys talk about in terms of politics, it's uh, it's an interesting it's an interesting ride, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said in the in the interview, it was it was hard for me to watch, but it's mm -hmm. just really well made, and I can't imagine the chaos that it took to to shoot that film with with all the boys and all the different crews, and. It went only one week to get it done. So really, a really impressive, a really impressive show considering <laughs> the the parameters they had to deal with. But um, it's funny, Ange texted me right when she started it, and she was like, "What are we watching?" And and I don't remember what else. I told you I was texted. pissed off. Right, and I was so like, this film is making me angry. Yes. <laughs> so then I had actually delayed my screener because I'm like, well, I can't watch this after work. Like I. I just need to tune out normally. So I saved it um, for a Friday night and my fiance and I, who's from Texas, cause this, this uh, documentary takes place in Texas. We are watching it and had the same exact feeling uh, that Ange did when we started watching it. We're like, why are we, what, what is happening? Um, but it's so well done. And uh, you do start feeling for some, not all, some of the, uh, the characters in it. And um, the one person we didn't really get to talk about with the filmmakers, and if they listen to a, to this uh, podcast, tweet at us or something, because we still have more questions. But yeah. I really wanted to talk about Renee. Mm -hmm. um, what an interesting character. And um, I also wanted to talk to them. I don't know if you've felt or thought about the same thing, Ange, but you know, it's boys state and there is a girl state. Um, and I wonder if they allow anyone that identifies as LGBTQ because I don't want to make assumptions about Renee, but now I follow him on Instagram. So I, I was interested in more of his background and wanted to know how that goes during Boys State. I'm mm. sure they had to cut a lot. Mm. Um, and um, 
but Renee was, he's such a highlight and he's doing really great things. And Steven Garza is, is doing great things, um, in Texas. So, um, and Robert is Robert. So, um, <laughs> those are some <laughs> of the characters in the film. Didn't you feel like Robert was Matthew McConaughey in Days and Confused? Oh my God. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he, but, all, but also like you, like, like they were saying, like his story is the, the most surprising. Mm-hmm interesting uh, and it's very telling about i mean we're watching 17 year old boys but they're a reflection of us and and a lot of the things that we're, they're working through we're still working through both in real life and in government so yeah yeah uh, you know i i think i learned also just to, don't be so quick to judge you know keep watching and and um and hopefully you'll take away something from <laughs> something that that helps uh, that helps you sleep at night Sure. <laughs> that, that, that's nice to end on, Ange. So the film's Boys State, it premieres uh, this Friday, August 14th on Apple TV+. Plus. Thanks so much to Jesse Moss and Amanda McBain, who apparently are our neighbors in San Francisco. And thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can head to bitchtalkpodcast.com. This podcast is created, hosted, and executive produced by Aaron Lim. My co-host is Angela Tabora, a.k.a. Captain Party. The show's edited by producer Shar. We're powered by GoTo Productions. 